2: hi this is goop yourself the podcast where we talk about everything goop i'm brian rucker
3: i'm agnes hewitt
2: i'm back from the desert rested rejuvenated (laughs) it was 111 degrees there during the day so i just uh had a routine of laying out for like a few minutes in the shade then dipping in the pool then going back in the shade pool shade going back into my room for a nap then doing like a second round oh and there was also a tiki bar attached to the hotel so i would do like pool shade tiki pool shade tiki
3: yeah that's kind of that's perfect
2: it was nice it was two days just enough time to sort of relax um, I read an entire novel while I was out there in two days
3: Nice. I read what... more
2: those two days than I've read Brothers Karamazov in like months
3: oh yeah wait uh, did you finish or you read something else
2: yeah oh god yeah I'm like still now I'm sort of waiting back into Brothers Karamazov but if I want to finish it I need to like cut it with other more fun books in the meantime I get it um so this i actually think this would be i don't think it was on it's not been on like the goop book club which i don't even think they're doing the goop book club anymore they're not doing anything on goop anymore
3: they're not doing anything
2: but um this is, goop the, is over yeah this is the guest by emma klein which i know you oh. said you didn't like her first book
3: yeah no i didn't like it
2: um i don't the first book was called the girls and it was like um a loosely like fictionalized version of the manson family
3: yeah. And
2: I re- I remember liking it, but I don't really remember much about it. Uh do you, what do you do you remember why you didn't like it or what was it? I think I, I
3: just thought it was like a little bit
2: uh, light, you like, know. Oh yeah, no, it is. They're totally light. Um
3: like this, I didn't really get what the point of it was. It felt very YA.
2: Okay. Which I, I, I think s- it might
3: have been. I think the girl's was YA.
2: I I mean, I don't know if it was may I mean, this one it was definitely like a beach read, but it was mm-hmm. sort of a, like a cynical, like dark beach read. So it, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, it's basically about um, this young, like sex worker from New York, who has been dating this like older rich guy who has a house out, out on the Hamptons. Um, mm-hmm. And he might not know that she's a sex worker. It's all told from her point of view. And she's like a very unreliable narrator. So she's out there, she thinks this is like her ticket to fame and fortune, she's, you know, gonna just live out in the Hamptons with this, this older rich guy, but then at this like dinner party, she she makes like a few faux pas, and sort of embarrasses him. And so he just like breaks up with her immediately and kicks her out. But she like desperately doesn't want to go back to New York. So she has to find a way to like stay in the Hamptons. So she just sort Mm -hmm. of insinuates herself in all of these different, like, social groups out in the Hamptons, trying to, like, find a place to live, find a new group. And, like, in the hopes that in a week, this guy is going to have this big Labor Day party. And she's thinking, like, at the Labor Day party, he'll she'll appear at the party and he'll, like, get back with her. So the whole book is basically the week leading up to this Labor Day party of her, like, trying to find, like, different places to sleep in the Hamptons.
3: Oh, that's like you.
2: It is ex- I really deeply related to this character.
3: That sounds fun. Is it, it was fun, fun or is it? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like uh, it's super fun. I mean, it's like there's dark parts to it. Um, but yeah, it's a t- I mean, I literally read the whole book in two days. It's
3: yeah, I kind of need something like that because I've been reading um everything that rises must converge which is this like flannery o'connor collection of short stories that i had never read before and oh, that sounds good um it's good it's just you know they're all like very dark obviously
2: yeah
3: um and i think it's like and i was like i want to read something that's just kind of like happy
2: yeah i mean this book is not I think some people would say that it's not happy and it's really sad mm-hmm. <laughs> but for people like you and me, I think it would be considered very light and happy,
3: okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll read it. I don't know. I have so much to read. I'm trying to like get through stuff because I haven't been reading like this whole year pretty much or like most of my year or like pretty much at all since the pan since like the lockdown I've like barely read anything
2: yeah i was this last year i'd actually read a lot compared with the previous few years and then i just got fucking stuck on my russian literature and yeah those bastards it slows me down
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but
2: um there's a couple of new books that i want to read that i can't think of the titles off the top of my head so it's useless information but
3: i never know how people find like new books that aren't like on like oprah's book list like i don't get i don't know
2: i i mean there's some people and no offense if you are like one of these people but on like tiktok that they'll recommend like book talk they'll recommend these like ridiculous romance novels and like self-published garbage
3: yeah but like I'm just talking, like, there's always, like, whenever you go to, like, a bookie bookstore or talk to, like, a real, like, bookie person, they'll be like, oh, have you, they'll, like, whatever, it- whatever the fuck it is that you read, you sound stupid because they're reading some, like, weird niche person that you've never heard oh, of. Totally. And, like, I don't know how they, like, I guess they just read, like, literary magazines, and I don't know how they're figuring it out.
2: Yeah, they probably read literary magazines, and they people that are into it are probably, like, like, how we would know sort of specific, like, film distribution companies being like, oh, this is being released by Kina Lorber or, you know, A24 or whatever. They probably are like that with, like, small press Yeah, publishers, they are. And they, they know, are. like, oh, these, this is, like, getting, like, they probably are just in a whole different world than we know about. It. They're in a different world. uh. But I like, I mean, I still like the, like, New York Times book review section. I'll, like, glance at that. Or I feel like when a book like that, the guest, what that really sort of broke through and just like, I heard people talking about it on Twitter and stuff.
3: Yeah. Well, th- I mean, I don't know. The girls was like a huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'm just going to get through my little list of just sort of like things I should have read a long time ago that happened that I haven't. And yeah. hopefully I'll like, seems semi-literate although i almost said limerick so well, maybe that sucks.
2: Not- semi limerick
3: i'm scared to drink any more of my coffee because before we started recording my dog like jumped in my lap and threw up all over me which is a very disgusting story and i know none of it got in the coffee but i'm like because it was like completely in the opposite direction but this is like my ocd brain being like don't drink that
2: i mean you never know about those micro particles
3: i'm fine with micro i mean if the micro particles then they're on everything
2: yeah, yeah uh um, well you're i mean you. yeah i guess read what you want now because when you start school you'll probably be like too busy to read for pleasure
3: they already have me reading so many things
2: for oh really like a, a syllabus
3: yeah um i mean it's like movie scripts and stuff Ooh,
2: so. it's not it's not like read save the cat
3: it's not save the cat it's thank god
2: would you ask it's- for your money back if they're like first on the syllabus read save the cat
3: i would be sort of upset i would be sort of depressed
2: yeah that would be really i
3: would be like i think i overpaid
2: Mm.
3: but um it's like i have to read um oedipus which i've read in like every school i've ever gone to and then um like i don't know just like a there's like a list of movie scripts that i haven't even started yet but i know that'll be
2: fine uh what else oh I'll give everyone a little health update since everyone is on bated breath wondering about my health uh I good uh the the drugs that I've been taking for three weeks I just got like drug tested or drug tested I got blood tested um, oh my
3: god <laughs>
2: <laughs> my white blood cells are heading back to normal like right now, my white blood cell count is like right at the border of being too high, but it's, it's cut in about a, a third. So I was at like 30,000 and now I'm down to 10,000. Um, so my doctor is very pleased with the results. Uh, he had an appointment yesterday. He's literally, I he has to be at least a hundred years old. He's like, <laughs> he's like one of those little like turtles without a shell who, and I get, I try not to be, like, too intense when I'm talking to him, but, like,
3: okay, probably, What do you mean pro- too intense?
2: Well, just, like, I wanted to, because, like, I got the test results, and I wanted to go over, like, neutrophils, basophils, leukocytes, uh, hemoglobin. I wanted to be, like, here's what this is, here's what this is. And he's just, like, it's fine. And then he just. Yeah. Sort of
3: like, Real doctors don't want to, like, over-explain stuff to you. No,
2: he didn't want to. I mean, if I didn't pull up the, the chart, I don't think he would have said it. He would have just been, like, seems like everything's good. Yeah, um, which was fine. But like in the the drive home, I asked John. I was like, "Was I too pushy?" And John said no. So <laughs> hopefully,
3: did he go? John go with you?
2: Yeah, which was really sweet. That's nice. Um, but yeah. So now I'm just staying on this drug. They're still working out insurance. Um, but I in three months, then I will um get tested again okay so it's good
3: that is really good and you have like basically not really had symptoms
2: no i've had i mean i don't think i had any symptoms really from the illness and i don't think i really had any side effects from the medicine either so um i would say as far as uh cancer diagnoses so far knock on wood mine was pretty uh seamless or about as good as I could have hoped for
3: that's great that is really good I'm happy I'm happy Um, to hear that thank
2: you yeah because like I don't know you read all the like side effect like potential side effect like I think we've talked about this before when you're just reading potential side effects and it's oh yeah it's just like crazy I was like I thought cause this is a, technically it's a chemotherapy. So you're like, Mm -hmm. am I going to lose my hair? I remember the first time my dad was on chemotherapy, he didn't lose his hair, but all of his hair went gray and he never, it was always gray for the rest of his life. I was like, am I just going to go completely gray? But so far, so good.
3: Yeah. It like permanently fucks your body up so badly. If you're on like the series, if you're like, you know, getting it intravenously and everything, it it like, even if it works, it's like, you're fucked up basically for the rest of your life
2: yeah it's um
3: um i mean not necessarily i don't want to be too if anyone's on chemotherapy like you know like brian is like fine but they're just like changes
2: yeah no it's like it's such a serious i mean because it's just there to like basically kill a bunch of cells yeah uh, so yeah, thank God, like from my type of leukemia, they've developed something that is like way less intrusive. Um, it's
3: so bad.
2: And I think that's the direct, you know, trying to do a little bit of reading on all this stuff. And like, seems like that's the direction things are going. They're trying to basically for all these types of cancers, find these immunotherapy drugs that are way more targeted. So hopefully within like another generation or two, like our type of chemo, it'll be seen as like, you know leeches or like surgery without anesthesia like it's like this barbaric thing that hopefully we won't have to do for hopefully longer.
3: hopefully
2: yeah uh any personal health news from your end
3: um not really um i've been doing five
2: Oh yeah and that's going well still
3: yeah i love it
2: some people love it some people swear by it
3: i love i've done it before and i liked it and um i feel like then i got really swept up and like you know like everything is poison and blah blah and like you get distracted from what really matters which is calories and then i started doing this like Five two like five weeks ago and it's been going really well. I must, I mean, obviously I'm addicted to dieting and it's a huge problem. But as these things go, it feels like one of the least less crazy ones because it's just sort of like calorie counting basically.
2: Yeah, and it's not, I mean, it's restrictive obviously on the days where you're fasting, but it's not restrictive in the like types of food that you can eat. Yeah.
3: Exactly. It's not. The only reason that it's that I'm like in any way restrictive is because like I try to prioritize like the most filling stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm obviously a genius at it because I'm good. I, first of all, I always go over 500 calories. I go to like five, like 25.
2: I I think that's fine,
3: but it's like, I always do. I get these like a hundred calorie, like synthetic toxic, but I don't care. Like, they're not, not really synthetic or toxic but I would have thought they were before like muscle milk protein shakes and I have them as I have a bowl of fiber one cereal and then I put the muscle milk in it like instead of milk and that's breakfast and then for lunch or slash dinner I have like a turkey wrap with spinach and you can get so much fucking turkey and a, you can eat literally so much turkey for like 150 calories it's insane yeah. and then another um like another half a muscle milk later in the day like it doesn't night, right sound before that bed. bad it's not bad and it's like 125 calories um and Yeah, I do that, or I've been also sometimes doing, like, a stir-fry with shirataki noodles. Okay. And, like, broccoli or something.
2: Do you feel, like, hunger pains during the day, or are you just...
3: No, I always, um, I mean, I always am kind of, like, dreading it, especially, though, it's only bad when, like, I have to change the day. So, like, I try to do it Mondays and Wednesdays, but if I have to, like, this Wednesday people were staying with me, so I couldn't do it, so I had to do it yesterday. And then I'm always like, "I don't know, I just don't like it.
2: oh, I totally get that R- like routine if you're like you're so prepared to like do something that you might not totally want to do on certain days or times of the day and then if that gets fucked up, then it's just like impossible to do it.
3: yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's like I did it, but it was just like it's not as um it's just like not as easy being like this is the day that I do it and I just do it on yeah. Wednesday. but I became obsessed with this like influencer also one thing that I've noticed that breaks my heart is I used to be sort of obsessed with these YouTube like mom influencers who were just like always like cleaning their houses and like being obsessed with their husbands who hate them and like having restrictive eating and like all of these things and for my whole life I was younger than them and now it's like I'm actually older than most of them which is fine except for the ones that I've followed for years. And I found a new one who does alternate day fasting. And she, every day of her life for like, this is not a temporary thing. Like one day she like eats and the next day she eats 500 calories. And then the next day she eats and then the next day she eats 500 calories. Every single, that's like a never ending thing. And it's always like, as soon as she finishes eating, it's not even just like, oh yeah, like that's how many I had that day. She like starts a timer and she doesn't eat again for like a very specific like period of time. Like she has to wait, I guess like a full, like it can't be 24, but like a full like 12 or whatever. I don't know how many hours it is. And, um she just documents her journey and so like wow. i've been on this journey with her but i'm not doing that that's too much for me um
2: that sounds like a eating disorder
3: i think it's an eating disorder yeah. i don't think the way i've been doing it is really an eating disorder it's just like a way to keep your calories down
2: yeah five two and then once you're in new york you want to worry about it because you'll just be walking everywhere i you're don't just, know you look like sarah jessica parker
3: i yeah exactly i don't know speak we have to talk about that too i i feel like It's possible, but I don't know. Like there are fat people in New York too.
2: I mean, there are, but not. I mean, I think
3: No, you don't think so?
2: Well, there I mean, there are, you know, there's people of all sizes everywhere. Everybody is beautiful. But um I think like the yeah, in those big walkable cities. I mean, it's part of it is the culture of like probably superficiality, but also part of it is like, you're, you're on your feet and you're just, you're just burning slightly more calories during the day than you would in like a driving city. But yeah, no, you still have to, I mean, I, I like joined it. I mean, I was, I usually would, uh, belong to a gym while I was in New York. And, um, and I think if you're like not a natural, like I like to walk. I like to hike anyway, but if you're not a natural walker or hiker, New York just like forces you to do it where you would be like pretty sedentary, sedentary in other places.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think obviously that's true. Walking is good for you. Um, yeah, that's a good point.
2: Um, I made a really good recipe this week. Uh, I want to shout out Millie Peartree, one of the food editors or recipe kitchen. I don't know what their titles are, but at the New York Times, um, she developed a recipe called jerk chicken meatballs with pineapple glaze. I actually use turkey instead of chicken, ground turkey. And then you buy, I got from Amazon because we don't have like a Caribbean grocery store close by, this like jerk seasoning paste. So it's not like a dried spice blend. It's like a, it's a paste um, called Walker's Wood. you just like mix that in with the turkey and um and then like you know breadcrumbs eggs just make meatballs and then the pineapple glaze you just do like pineapple juice and sugar and worcestershire garlic um served with rice a simple weeknight meal it was like a little sweeter than i'm usually cooking with all the sugar but it was really tasty
3: that sounds good
2: and this woman has like a really cool story too apparently she was just cooking in the new york times cafeteria and one of the food editors at the in the food section was like what like i what's your mac and cheese recipe and she gave it to him and then they hired her to be like um someone that works in the test kitchen there out of the cafeteria oh wow that's cool yeah um
3: yeah i haven't like cooked any recipes really i've just been I don't know. I don't cook anything.
2: I wish I could cook Goop recipes, but they don't exist anymore.
3: Yeah, too bad.
2: Sad, sad. sad oh wait,
3: um, speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, did you watch the new one?
2: No, I'm I'm behind. I wish I I didn't have time to watch it yet. But do you want to give a little recap or?
3: I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you. I mean, I I think that Ch- she is I okay to me. The thing that I don't get is like every episode. Characters do things that to me seem totally unforgivable that are just like not a big deal in this episode, in this show. And Che Diaz does something at the end of this episode. That I would be. Very mad if someone did this to me.
2: And Wait, you're not talking are, are we talking about the episode with the the taping of the show? No. Okay, that's this is the, the one that, that just came out. Okay, yeah, so I am I'm definitely one behind.
3: And it's just not a big deal. There's a lot of this one, I don't know. It's um I think what you said is true. Like it's just um it's like there it's just like a race to the bottom like how stupid they can possibly make it it is the most I mean I'll watch every single episode no matter what no matter how many episodes they put out I will watch them I love it I love it now more than I've ever like I love every sex in the city thing now more than I ever have before and I'm sure I'll just keep loving it the older i get
2: yeah and the i mean they'll keep rebooting it the women will get older and older the writing will get stupider and stupider and we'll just lap it up even more but they could do it forever i mean i want to see these people in a, like in a old folks home like
3: yeah well this one did deal with aging
2: sort okay. of because i thought i mean going back to last week's when miranda brought her phone into the taping um, and ruined the whole shooting of the pilot. I was completely on Che's side. I was like, I would have fucking cussed her out. And I was like, go Che.
3: Well, I was on Che's side. Yeah, no, I mean, Miranda, I'm rarely on her side. Um, But I just think like, if those people, if I knew those people in real life, I would hate all of them so much. Of course. And oh there's a goop mention though in this one oh, because um i don't know if you remember when carrie works at vogue and her boss is Car- candace bergen
2: no i there's so much of the original sexist city i've never seen it's really embarrassing
3: and she's like a big bitch okay. um so candace bergen comes back and she's like oh carrie like do you want to come work at my uh Newsletter, and it's like
2: goop for seniors. Oh, that's exactly what Maria Shriver's doing. Yeah, that's the Maria Shriver one. Um, and it's, um,
3: and then Carrie has sort of like an existential crisis about
2: is she a senior? She
3: thinks she's too young to work for this old woman's newsletter.
2: Oh, that's really funny.
3: Yeah, it's actually not the way they do it. It could be a lot funnier. (laughs) They don't really get it because they like kind of like flirt with the idea of talking about something and then they kind of just don't
2: well they get they just they 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 go through like the an overview of whatever sort of cultural thing people are sort of talking about whether it's podcasts or newsletters but they they know so little about it and they're so not curious about understanding whatever subculture they're skewering so everything just comes across as like so vague and toothless
3: yeah because like I think that it's a show about people who just will always be like, oh, who cares? I just want to like have sex and go shopping. And like that, those are their values. Yeah. And so it really always comes down to that.
2: Cause yeah, I think Carrie and probably the other characters too are like not very like intellectual, curious people.
3: <laughs> no. Well, Carrie is an author of several books. She
2: no, she is. And God bless her. She's and she
3: loves what? to read. Does she? Mm-hmm.
2: what is she reading
3: well i don't know what she's reading <laughs> I mean, right like, now i never like, see
2: her with the book is she, is no that you like see a... her
3: with a book all the time oh, like she okay. always like that's why she wants to get married in the library in the beginning oh, of the movie she okay. like makes mr big smell the book and he's like oh yeah that's an old one and
2: okay all right well she likes to read good for her
3: she she's supposed to like to read in the in the show
2: um she probably could get through brothers Karamazov.
3: <laughs> yeah Actually, I do know. I read an interview with Sarah Jessica Parker, and they're like, "What's What's Carrie Bradshaw reading?" And she said, "D transition, baby."
2: Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, book. yeah.
3: That's what Carrie. But that was, you know, when everybody was reading that book. Yeah. Um, uh. So okay. she re- She's reading
2: that. Goop. Um, I didn't really put this on my list but I goop shouted out uh new local video store slash screening room video which I thought yeah was that's cool.
3: my worst of the week
2: oh, is it your worst
3: yeah I don't like it I don't even so because I've lived in LA my whole life and like honestly I don't even really like like my peers kind of knowing about video because I'm like that's like a west side thing like you shouldn't even know like you all live on the east side like how do you even know what that is like I know it's moved and stuff but I'm just like I don't like it I think I it just like yeah, get it. like I know about videos. Like oh, you're my trying friend to
2: Keep worked... videos. Yeah,
3: I want to gatekeep no. it. Like my friend worked there when I was in high school, and like I don't know. It just I'm like I don't like everybody acting like all excited about videos. And so for it to be on Goop, I'm like, this is so like, why is this on Goop?
2: Well, I mean. Okay, I I understand where you're coming from. If I grew up in LA and Vidiots was my like childhood video store, I probably would feel the same way as you do. I guess I'm just, I'm excited that there is like um, a repertory theater that is getting some sort of like cultural, like it would be cool if, not that like Gwyneth is going to like go to Eagle Rock and see a movie at Vidiots, but like, I don't know. I love cinema as the center of our culture and... I'm fine, even though I have my issues with a lot of the programming at idiots. They're very, let's say, mainstream with their programming so far. I don't even
3: know. I haven't even been to the new one in Eagle Rock, and I haven't been to a screening. But they do. We almost went to something. I don't remember what.
2: I I was there on Wednesday. I saw um, Crooklyn, Spike Lee.
3: Oh, I love that movie.
2: Oh, my God. I'd never seen it before. It is. I was like dev- sobbing. Yeah.
3: I know. My mom took me to see it in the theater when I when it came oh, out. Oh, was so like, cute. It wasn't cute.
2: I mean, you were really like, young.
3: Yes, I was.
2: You were like the same age as the girl. In the movie, I was probably. the age of the girl, yeah. so
3: my mom was like, "This is nice. It's like a yeah. kids' movie." I was, but my mom knew. I don't know. She sh- she should have known better. And I was like inconsolable. But it. But I've always loved it. Like I always knew it was like great.
2: Yeah, I just had never seen it before. And I honestly knew nothing about it going in. I really, I mean, I wanted to see it, but I sort of only went because I needed to return a video. And uh-huh. That was what was playing that afternoon. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I, I just, I love any movie that's like a a filmmaker looking back at their childhood, like Amarcord or Radio Days. Um, uh, And someone, I was reading a review of Crooklyn or I don't know if it was a review, it was on Letterboxd was someone, okay. but they said it would make a great double feature with Meet Me in St. Louis. And I was like, oh, that's such a brilliant Is idea.
3: Is it? I don't, I mean, I don't know if I've really, I don't, I don't really know if I've seen, I guess I've seen Meet Me in St. Louis when I was a kid. I don't
2: really. Want yeah. To it's that. cause that's also like, I mean, it's just like looking back, it's like nostalgia for a different time. And like looking back at, I mean, I don't know if, Vincent Minnelli was like autobiographical in Meet Me in St. Louis at all, but like it's that same sort of rosy tinted nostalgia of childhood, and then, and then like reality sort of pierces it, and it's actually like a much sort of sadder, darker movie than than it originally presents itself to be. And both yeah. of those movies do that brilliantly.
3: my god at the end end where she's like oh my god
2: i yeah don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it but i was not prepared with what happens
3: (laughs) yeah it's a real
2: tearjerker uh but yeah i um so is is gwyneth are these is ali pew going to see you know wild at heart at 4 30 on a wednesday I'm sure not so I, I don't think we have to worry about all the 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 West Side goop ladies you know no you're selling right. out video
3: no they're not and they should sell it out I don't and what the hell do I care I don't live in Eagle Rock I'm not going I wasn't I was I wasn't really going before either I mean I think it's good I just I'm like okay I know like <laughs> I know about video like I know the real video
2: um I never I mean you know I never went to it being in Santa Monica before. Yeah. So uh and then as far as Gwyneth goes, I mean she was in Italy last week.
3: Having some fun,
2: yakking it up with um Brad and Moses in Umbria. And uh then she just took a helicopter to the Hamptons, and we will hear nothing from her for two months, maybe a couple like photos at some product launch party that she's gonna have in august but Mm -hmm. that i mean goop has basically just like closed up shop for the next three months yeah uh and brad is obviously there with her and um as a wga member he's definitely not been seen on the picket lines
3: no but i guess oh well because i guess he's probably like you know well ryan murphy is getting in all of this trouble
2: oh my god so yeah, he Ryan might not Murf-
3: be on the side of
2: the. Oh, I'm sure he's not. Like, well, I'm sure he, w- he would never speak out publicly against Ryan Murphy. So Ryan Murphy is, like, shooting literally, like, three different shows right now and basically, like, um, crossing a picket line every day. And then apparently it leaked that um, people that worked for him claim that, like they were being threatened if they were if they were going to like stay home and not cross the picket line ryan murphy said you'll never work on another ryan murphy production again and the wa strike captain said this publicly and then ryan murphy threatened to sue him and then the strike captain had to like step down as strike captain ryan murphy's a fucking piece of shit and now i mean i think everyone knows that obviously yeah um and brad has aligned himself with a monster so
3: well, it's like, what's he gonna do at this point?
2: I don't know. I mean, they're like working on separate projects now. So, Brad's been doing that like weird like samurai show for ever that's been in development. Who knows what if that's ever coming out?
3: What is his samurai show? Or it's like,
2: let's see. It's it's something. I think it's like an action something about a samurai about brad Felchuk, new show uh the brother's son oh maybe it's not samurai i am oh no it's th- okay i'm sort of racist but not horrible it's taipei gangsters so okay it's brad falchuk and is co-writing with a newcomer byron Wu, and it's a gangster show set in taipei so i think brad wants to like make something for straight people since he yeah. hasn't ever been able to do that he in his never career
3: has yeah um all right well good for brad i guess
2: i guess i mean i still like is brad a good writer like what I i still think it's like very inconclusive what his talents are <laughs> no idea I um, did, all I
3: know is that he went to AFI
2: oh he did all right
3: and got his MFA and screenwriting
2: good for him yeah that's one of the places that you turned down
3: mm, they turn that's the one place I didn't get into oh it's the turn. only place I didn't get into though mm. so fuck that's up. like
2: that's like me and UCLA for undergrad there you go um
3: But in fairness, to me, their application was due the same day as NYU, and I, like, barely paid any attention to it because I put more effort into the other one.
2: Yeah, fuck AFI. Fuck them.
3: But also, I do think fuck them because they're, like, the way they do it is, like, you're, like, they try to copy a film set. So, like, the writer, like, writes a script, and then, like, it all actually gets produced, I think, like, in the school. And so you have to, like... You know if the director wants to change stuff you have to let them and like it's like why would i want to do that Uh in grad school
2: yeah and also
3: like why would i want this why would i want all my scripts to get made as student films
2: yeah because then you can't
3: then you don't have a sample
2: yeah that's true that is weird
3: so anyway it doesn't seem like that great, but I guess it worked for Brad. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and unless one of those, like that's how I think like Eraserhead was made was David Lynch's AFI project. So, but I think he yeah. wrote that on. His
3: but yeah, it, I think it's. I think AFI is really for like directors. directors, and if you want to do like be an editor or something like that, cinematographers, like like real like people who like actually make movies. It's not for like.
2: Not um, for artists. It's for, for below ar- the line.
3: <laughs> yeah, like not for yeah, like David.
2: Lynch. <laughs> David Lynch, a real working, man's real, working little, man. Yeah. Um, um anyway. oh, we also got an anonymous tip from one of our oh, listeners.
3: Okay. I thought this was going to be like a mean thing. Someone said to us.
2: No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. We also got lots of one-star reviews this week. Let me <laughs> read them all. No, no, no. Um, one of our listeners, uh, I think their friend spotted Jean out in the wild, Jean Godfrey June oh my at God. an anonymous Brooklyn restaurant and said, anonymous
3: Brooklyn restaurant? well,
2: I don't want to say, I don't think actually they didn't say what restaurant it was. So um okay. we don't want to blow up anyone's spot but
3: well you don't know what, wait do you know what it is why you're acting like you do know what it is
2: i know what neighborhood it's in i don't know the restaurant okay but uh she was apparently
0: normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip
4: Fillers.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a
1: month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Not very personable, and she, quote, needed a hairbrush. <laughs> Which I thought well, was really funny. that
3: sounds like something Jean would do.
2: Yeah. Let's see pachin you know tip your waiters she didn't tip no i don't know i'm sure she tipped uh anything else before we get into the news oh i'm looking at it
3: now i didn't see it um i see oh you I'm see the okay. The
2: anonymous tip on our instagram
3: yeah and i see when i <laughs> okay
2: all right shall we get into the newsletters let's do it all righty what was your best of the week
3: my best of the week was actually something that i did
2: oh okay <laughs> this is the last... depths we have to go to in this new era of yeah. goof doing absolutely nothing
3: oh yeah oh yeah last time we were like we're gonna talk about other stuff
2: what other do anyone you guys should Um, Do a work for us. Just is there any like publications, newsletters, like wellness sites that you guys are obsessed with that you want us to talk about? Let us know.
3: We don't need to stoop to this. No, (laughs) I mean, we'll we can figure it out. Okay, so I like fully de-influenced myself last night. I was like reading Goop. And I was reading that article, like, not really, where it was, like, the morning routine of that woman who's, like, working for, like,
2: Oh, the, some... like, birth, uh, uh, prenatal care person or whatever? It's
3: not prenatal care. It's, like, what's it called? Like, what's it called where, like, after you have a baby, you can stay home?
2: Oh, uh, maternity paid leave. Maternity leave. Yeah. Paid,
3: paid, yeah, she's, like, fighting to get that for everybody. And she's, like, I think works in D.C. or something. And um, she was doing her morning routine, which also, I don't know, is it sexist? Is it sexist? Like, they would never, ever go to, like, a man who's advocating for anything and be, like, tell us about your eye cream. They would just never do it.
2: Yeah. And I agree that it is sexist, but also this is like the fucking thing that female politicians have to do is especially, I mean, she's not, a. I guess she's not a politician. She's not running for office, but I, I think know, it's like, she,
3: yeah, she works for like a nonprofit I guess.
2: spreading her message to outlets that are typically like not very political and have a large female readership. I think this is just like what they do.
3: I guess so so anyway she was like talking about her shit she does and she's like i use um this like really nice seeming um sunscreen and i've kind of been like on the hunt for a new sunscreen and this was 38 bucks and i was like i think i'm just gonna buy this why not and i put it in my cart and oh it was the um luxury sun ritual pore smoothing SPF 30. So it's like a primer and sunblock. And I Googled it. I was like, is 30 really enough? I think 30 is probably enough. I put it in the cart and then I was like, you know what? While I'm at it, I'm going to go ahead and get some like Bomb Yard Beauty lip and cheek tint because I do love it. Threw it in the cart. And then I was like, my finger was like hovering over by I was like ready to do it. And I was like, it was $88. Free shipping. But I was just, I thought to myself, like, am I going to spend $100 on sunscreen and lip gloss right now? That is actually crazy. And there have been times in my life where I'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's just what it costs. And then I was like, no, I could eat for a week on that. I just had this totally different perspective of it i think probably because i'm going back to school and like really tightening the belt around mm-hmm. here but it just didn't seem worth it it didn't seem even remotely worth it it seemed like the craziest dumbest thing i could ever have done in my life was to spend 88 dollars. it was just like i totally was like i'm not doing this Fuck this yeah and It just felt like I was turning over a new leaf for me, like not spending $88 on a thing of lip gloss and a sunscreen might be my new thing.
2: That's great. I mean, it is, it is so sad because it, it, I mean, to be honest, it's very satisfying to hit that buy button, but sometimes it's more satisfying to not hit it and to just sit with it. Sometimes
3: when you're just like, this is crazy. So then I realized there is a super goop dupe at Ralph's. That's Ralph's brand. And I added that to my cart. So I'll get that.
2: Wait, you can just buy things online at Ralph's?
3: No, I do like order it and then I go pick it up.
2: Oh, oh, okay.
3: And I have like a running cart. And then when I'm ready, I just oh, schedule it smart, and
2: go get smart, it. Smart.
3: Yeah, thank you.
2: Um, Because
3: um, yeah, I refuse to go inside of a grocery store because um, <laughs> I can't stand the public any longer. Everybody is too mean. Everyone is too aggressive. The look, everybody walking around Ralph's is like dead eyed, wants to commit suicide, wants to murder you, wants to firebomb the entire store. Someone is going to do a mass shooting at some point. I just don't want to go. I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I just pre-order it. I sit in my car. The guy comes. He puts it in my trunk. I drive away. Oh, and I don't understand why everybody doesn't do that. If you live in like L.A., I don't understand why anyone is going into the store.
2: Okay. counterpoint. I get great pleasure out of going to the grocery store. I understand what you're saying. I go very early on Sunday mornings, usually to a Whole Foods that doesn't get a lot of foot traffic. So I usually don't have to deal with crowds or that many annoying people. And then I'm sorry, I like to pick out my own stuff. Like,
3: That's the one problem. The fruit is always
2: really yeah, bad. And like, like,
3: if I get a thing of spinach, it's always wilted. It, that is a huge problem with it.
2: It's like I because I at the beginning of the pandemic, there's a couple of times where I did like Instacart or the Whole Foods delivery or whatever. And it was I mean, they would just say that they didn't have certain things where I know for a fact that they are never out of them. They do have them.
3: It is better than Instacart because it's like the store is doing it. So it's like they know where everything is like they actually have it and like they're not they don't do that. But they're not, like, paying attention to, like, if it's a good, like, thing of strawberries or whatever. No,
2: not at all. And they probably deliberately pick the ones that are, like, not as good, so.
3: Because no one is going to buy them in the store. Yeah. Yeah, probably.
2: Um, But I'm, like, pretty good. I mean, sometimes I like to mosey around. But if I have a list, I always go with the list. And I can get in and out in, like, a half hour. And it's really, for me, it's really relaxing if I go to time where it's not too busy.
3: I go to sometimes I'll I still pop into like a Whole Foods or whatever if I'm just sort of want to grab one or two things. Yeah, because you the thing with the scheduling is like you do have to like schedule like a couple hours out, so it's not always. Sometimes it's kind of a pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, which is does, does, Ralph's doesn't have like Mary's chicken, do they?
3: Um, I don't think they do. No. Okay. Maybe I'm not sure
2: because I do I am like contemplating whether to try to branch out of my whole foods habit and try to save a few bucks grocery shopping. But
3: yeah, you probably can't like psychologically do it.
2: I don't think I, I don't I definitely can't go back to my Trader Joe's lifestyle. It would it would really feel like a deep regression. Like I was I was actually going back to some sort of state of like adolescence. Mm. And then, like, a Ralph's or a Vaughn's, honestly, it's never any cheaper than Whole Foods when I shop there.
3: Um, I think it's cheaper.
2: But I always like to buy organic stuff, which...
3: Yeah, if I you buy that... all organic, I don't know. I don't really... But I also, like, I don't even know what I buy. Like, I don't... Yeah, I just get... Yeah, I don't buy organic anymore. I fully stopped.
2: Yeah i know it's such a. it is like a fucking old wives tale probably i I mean
3: sometimes i do i guess
2: i don't buy organic avocados and i don't buy organic limes because you have to buy like a whole bag of organic limes but i do buy organic on it there's
3: really no point
2: i do buy organic lemons though because i like to zest them
3: no i mean if you're zesting it then yeah and that's important to you
2: but those fucking organic lemons are like a dollar each it's so it's like
3: I just, I literally can't afford it anymore. I like, I just, it's not possible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I get it. It's like, Like, I'm
3: going to grad school. Like I cannot eat organic everything and I can't have this nice stuff. Like I have to go, I can't do it.
2: You're going to be so appalled at the grocery stores in New York.
3: Well, it seems like now everybody goes to Trader Joe's.
2: Yeah. I mean, you you can go to Trader Joe's. They have, they have Trader Joe's. They have Whole Foods. Like when I moved to New York, they didn't have any of that. You were going to Associated, you were going to Key Foods, you're going to Fancy would be like Christides. Um, The produce is disgusting, even at the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's. Like it's just, it's just bad. It's you're just gonna have yeah. to get used to it. There's no getting around it. Even if you're going to like Cinderella or like Zay bars or like the fucking fancy whatever, it's still, it's still just slop.
3: Well, luckily for me, the only produce I really get is like frozen berries and bad cartons oh. of
2: spinach.
3: So it's not like I'm not. And then once in a while, like a thing of strawberries, it fits like nice. Yeah. And then like, that's it. I'm not like, I mean, I get like, fro- I'll just get frozen. It's fine.
2: Yeah, no, that's fine. And like yeah. the certain times of the year, the farmer's markets are actually pretty good in New York, but that's like, you know, April through September. And then after that, it's like nothing.
3: Yeah we'll see we'll see i don't know yeah um yeah and i'm definitely gonna have to like 86 my put it in the filler up lifestyle (laughs) that's (laughs) that's the thing i'm probably gonna miss the most like ordering at ralph's driving there and having them put groceries in my trunk and driving them home oh yeah
2: you're gonna have to get an old lady cart you're gonna have to schlep it i mean you'll probably if you're not too precious about what grocery store that you shop at you'll be able to walk you won't have to take the subway but depend i mean if you want to shop at like whole foods or trader joe's unless you like live really close to one you're gonna have to take the subway and then schlep the bags back yeah
4: it's gonna be a huge
2: it's pain. fun
3: no it's not <laughs> <laughs> i know when, it's I, not when fun. I, i've done it i when i lived in chicago yeah. and didn't have a car i I had to carry my groceries several blocks home, and it was. I would never describe it as being fun.
2: I mean, when I moved back to California, it was like to to drive to a grocery store and put grocery bags in your car and just drive home is. I mean, the lap of luxury. I was like, it's. it's, I was just like ecstatic. It was like religious ecstasy. And
3: also, like when you're half the time you're doing in the snow, or like the freezing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The yeah something cold wind rain, something. (laughs)
3: yeah
2: oh funny it sucks
3: yeah I hated it but um I don't know I may just like I'm flirting with the idea of really leaning into a peapod kind of lifestyle
2: a peapod kind of lifestyle
3: yeah the delivery
2: oh oh is that is that is that like what the a new delivery service I don't know it
3: isn't that what it's called it's not new
2: oh is it I never heard of it.
3: Um. Oh, I yeah. Know, no, that was Fresh like Direct. the first one. Like, that was like the first, like, that was like before Instacart and everything. Like, oh, that okay. was like way back. They would like, you see their trucks driving around. Like, they deliver groceries.
2: Okay. The big one in New York used to, I mean, I don't know, it still might be there. It's called Fresh Direct. That's what everyone used. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh all righty um oh it's, my, this is
3: this is headquartered in chicago
2: Peapot, maybe that's uh maybe that's the no one i
3: is. know they still ha- i know they have it in new york i think i've maybe it was fresh direct but quite, i thought they did anyway i'll maybe i'll do something like this cause
2: I'm yeah i think a lot of people do that and i'm sure nowadays all of the like grocery stores do their own delivery there everyone delivers that is the great thing about new york every everyone delivers yeah uh, all right, my best was again nothing from goop, but um, I did enjoy, I enjoyed Gwyneth and Brad's little sexy, quote unquote, topless photo that they sent from Italy on their Instagram, and I enjoyed even more all of the comments, um, shaming Gwyneth for her lack of sunscreen and her like. How burnt. do they know she
3: wasn't wearing sunscreen? Well,
2: they don't know that she wasn't wearing sunscreen. They just saw like the sun damage on her chest and were just like scolding her. Need uh,
3: to get alive.
2: I know it. I mean, she looks. I mean, she looks great. Obviously, she's Gwyneth, and I. I actually did. I do like that. Her like she has like sun damage on her chest, and it just very is reminiscent of like seventies. Yeah, like a, like a Natalie Wood or someone that just like doesn't care and is just like shriveled before her time. Yeah. um, It's glamorous because now in the days that like rich people have those like prenuvo MRI things, I think, I think honestly, rich people literally don't care about getting cancer because they know that they'll just catch it early and get cured. Like it's cancer is like not affecting the rich as much anymore okay um but i'll just read some of the comments in order of how many likes they received (laughs) so the first one is just people use sunscreen and then we have that first pick is a great advert for sunscreen if i ever saw one look at all the sun damage on your skin what goop product will fix that then we have, Wow. I thought we she was the big health guru. She looks like someone who hasn't been wearing her sunscreen. It doesn't add up to me. The poster queen for a health and wellness empire having skin that badly sun damaged.
3: Enough with these people. My God. All
2: that hustle about skincare and then skin destroyed by sun. Do not get it, honestly. And then one little bit off topic, because she also sent a picture of... Um, posted a picture of a cannoli and so this guy responded please do not eat cannoli outside of sicily absolutely different from the original one
3: and oh my god people need to fucking relax jesus goddamn christ
2: your sun damage is horrific is sunscreen anti-goop
3: can i tell you something (laughs) sorry this is just an aside or sorry do you do you want
2: to oh no i yeah
3: i so i i just had to delete TikTok for the one millionth time, because it's like, again, a raging obsession for me. And it's like, I cannot get off it. I'm like a crack. Like I'm literally addicted to it. Like, I will just like, I like, once I get on it, I'm like, literally like, in I'm having fun. Like I am partying. It feels like I'm just like drinking or like, I'm just like, it is so fun for me. I have to delete it, but you know, I'm sort of like tight, you know, weaning myself off by kind of looking at the Instagram like video things that they have and then I go and read the comments and the people on Instagram are really mean they're meaner than on TikTok
2: Mm, Interesting. like
3: I always thought TikTok was just like the cruel place where young people are psychotic but they're actually like a lot nicer than they are on like if someone makes like a recipe or something on on Instagram you can guarantee the first like every single comment will be like this is disgusting (laughs) like they're still saying like, where's the seasoning, which is very passe on TikTok. I should let you know. Oh
2: yeah. The like, where's the seasoning debate is like, (laughs) it's It's, over, it's It's over,
3: but the people on Instagram didn't get the memo.
2: Um,
3: but they will, but, um, like, yeah, it's just like, people are just so nasty on there. I was shocked because I feel like on TikTok, everyone is like, i believe in you do whatever i think
2: i think the younger people are nicer than older people i think it's like the embittered older people on instagram and twitter that are like the meanest for sure
3: yeah it's because it's older people who are just like love being mean
2: um
3: i hate our old asses
2: i know oh and then someone didn't concentrate on the sunscreen but she did say it's interesting how someone so into health fitness and eating organically when socializing always has several bottles of alcohol and then parentheses ethanol on the table just saying and then the wait what some ethanol she was she's saying basically alcohol is poison because it's like the same chemical component as like ethanol which I guess is something that you wouldn't want to consume
3: I mean, I will say this. I think that 100% of these people who are like, oh my God, if you ever touch anything that's been made with Roundup, like you're going to get cancer. Like my studies show that when I dumped an entire bottle of ethanol in a mouse that got cancer, like you're going to get it. And then we'll also drink alcohol or like eat or or like have cured meats are like the biggest hypocrites on the planet because i don't think that you're going to get cancer if you have a drink necessarily but like alcohol is a carcinogen it's like not debated like it is just an established fact that alcohol causes cancer oh for sure and it's much more dangerous than eating gmo grains or something but like people will act like they'll never touch gmo but like they'll it's just it's it's bullshit
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's all hippo. I mean, that's like, you know, it's like the cocaine vegans. It's. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all it's people. People are really high and mighty until they have to give up something that they really enjoy.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's no problem to give up like you're like fucking because if they can't they can afford to spend seven dollars on a bag of oatmeal so they can pretend that they're like healthy and better than everybody else because that's what they did um but like if you actually ask them to give up something that they liked they would fight you on it because they don't want to do it but it's like it's all just it's all bullshit yeah and marketing
2: it is i mean that like non-gmo well even like a chain like whole foods i think they don't even stock any gmos that's why i couldn't even get regular i guess like pineapple juice must have GMOs in it like dole pineapple juice like the only pineapple juice they sold at Whole Foods was like Lakewood Farms for like twelve dollars okay. so I just got a can of crushed pineapples and then put it in the blender when I needed pineapple juice for a recipe
3: yeah though no, that sounds
2: good it was good yeah.
3: yeah I've really just been all about eating dirty being a dirty dog good for you thank you. Well, I don't know. I guess some of my stuff is organic. All
2: right. What was your worst?
3: The videos thing.
2: Oh. (laughs) But it's actually,
3: I mean, it's not actually my worst. Like, I'm happy that they have it and uh, whatever. I mean, I'm happy for videos. I am happy. And like, if they had gone out of business, that would have been way worse than what it is. And I'm very happy that they're not out of business and that people are like going and using it. I'm just like you know you hate it when like everybody knows about this thing that
2: you've always known about yeah well and i mean coming from goop and that it's on goop i guess because i i do see they're like you know they have like the wall at vidiots that has all the like fancy people that donated a ton of. yeah i didn't see her name on the donor list yeah and like most of them are like it's like you know my friend lake bell who pushed me out of the way right. um it's like it's very much like the eagle rock celebrities
3: well i saw elijah wood on there he's an old school he's old like school. an old video supporter totally
2: and like maybe i mean and he's did, to
3: me a very like santa monica person
2: he's santa monica but he's also very like duplass brothers like indie like he but i
3: think there's like a santa monica wing to that whole sure.
2: thing sure I mean, and maybe these are people like Gwyneth probably who grew up in Santa Monica. These are probably people who grew up going to video. So maybe, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow honestly has a much deeper connection to videos than I ever will.
3: Gwyneth Paltrow didn't grow up going to video.
2: You don't think so? That wasn't her like local video store.
3: It wasn't anyone's local videos. St- like it was always like a like cool video store. Yeah. It was never he- like. Like Rocket Video or like Tower Video. Those were like the better than Blockbuster, but like okay. still normal video stores. But Videots was always like an out of the way, like special video store for like film people. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, my worst is, okay, we I've come to accept the fact that Goop will always just keep republishing these Caitlin recipes and never hire a new person. We're past that now. I've made my peace with it. Yeah. But then this week they at, to add insult to injury, they go back even further than fucking Caitlin and they publish a Seamus Mullen recipe.
3: They've been doing that. We had another sh- remember fairly recently there was a Seamus recipe. Was
2: there on another it. one? This Ugh,
3: Seamus.
2: This one it and they were too embarrassed to even put the date on it. So they didn't put a date on it. And then they relegated it to the Tuesday newsletter where they know no one's reading. <laughs> Um, And then the recipe itself, at least I'll say this for Caitlin, like a lot of the recipes that she developed were actually pretty tasty.
3: Wow. Yeah. i never expected to hear those words pass your lips.
2: I mean, I think I have such lowered expectations and nothing will beat the OG like Gwyneth recipes from like the first era of Goop, which Gwyneth Mm -hmm. is honestly her best recipe, her own best recipe developer. And she should actually lean into her talents.
3: Her dad, Gwyneth's dad was the ultimate recipe developer for Goop,
2: um but these i think because seamus was so he's that like sober alcoholic type who's like just so newly evangelized into like health food and stuff that his recipes i mean it's this one was called mexican spice steaks with cilantro chimichurri and chayote squash salad so i mean the cilantro chimichurri seems good but then you're just you're just slicing chayote squashes which are it's just like another word for zucchini it's like basically like a zucchini and mm-hmm. then the serving size for the steak is three ounces for a person
3: mm. which i'm like that's how much you should be eating anyway
2: i mean i'm sure that is how much you should be eating blah blah, blah. but like Palm who's eating who's eating three ounces of steak
3: me i weigh it okay well if i ate it i would weigh yeah, it.
2: yeah i never i never like buy steak um but if i did i would want like a a big like yeah if i went to
3: like a restaurant or something i would eat whatever they gave me but i have um i actually have a flank steak that's been in my freezer for a really long time that i'm gonna have to cook before i leave but Mm. um i don't know what i'm gonna do with it it was from when i got that like what's that like expensive like meat delivery thing where it's all butcher box butcher box yeah
2: which i still have never signed up for
3: I mean it's good but you just have like all the, I have all this meat in my freezer.
2: Yeah, I don't eat and I mean and now my my doctor I'm like now I'm going full 90s style low fat. I'm Me just going to finally listen to my doctor.
3: Yeah, I'm all about it. Low, yeah, low fat, non-fat, fucking turkey, tofu, yep. beans, lentils, leafy greens
2: leafy yeah. greens i'm trying yeah i'm trying not berries, to Berries. Like really...
3: you have to eat like a cup of berries every day oh i
2: eat so, i eat so many berries every morning for breakfast i put a shit ton of berries in my in my non-fat greek yogurt which you know i realized i hated non-fat yogurt because i would buy the Faye brand mm-hmm. which is just like fucking paste
1: mm-hmm.
2: but switching to strauss the Greek yogurt is actually like the, cons- I mean, they're, they have the regular European style yogurt, which is really, it's really tasty, but there's not that much protein in it. And even the Greek style yogurt from Strauss is, uh, it's like an acceptable texture. It's still, it still feels like yogurt. It doesn't feel like glue.
3: I just have the Chobani, which is probably really bad. And it has sugar in it because it's the mm. peach kind. And then I put even more sugar in it because I put, I cr- I'm not gonna say what I put in it. It's a no, nature valley granola bar. Oh, like that, that sounds great. It it's so good.
2: Nature Valley granola bars are, I mean, a hundred percent sugar. It's just it's just glow radioactive glowing with GMOs too. No,
3: they're I mean, I guess, whatever. They're completely fine for you, but on. <laughs> they're low in saturated fat.
2: Yeah. Uh I mean, I, and I, yeah, I stopped eating my full fat yogurt. I stopped having toast and butter in the morning. Um,
3: I'm really proud of us for having these like old people diet. I'm also eating old man fucking protein now where it's like, I'm just premier protein all the way. I have like premier protein, like mix. I have the muscle milk, but I also get like cartons of premier protein. That's like higher calorie. I have the mix. I have the muscle milk. I have I mean, not the mix, the protein powder, which I just call a mix now because I'm like an old woman in Florida. Like this is, this is how I'm living.
2: I was thinking of diving into the world of like Metamucil. Oh, I have a jug. I,
3: I, I'm, I'm in it, but I haven't Mm. started it yet, but I have it sitting atop my refrigerator.
2: I'm going to get some.
3: Because it's just about the fiber. It's like, I'm now obsessed with, I'm just obsessed with getting protein and fiber. Those are the (laughs) only things I care about
2: and you but you don't want to eat any fresh vegetables
3: well i eat i eat like spinach in my smoothie and i have like i'll cook in like frozen like broccoli or something but i don't like buy i don't really buy fresh except for spinach and sometimes strawberries everything else is frozen
2: i mean frozen is just as good quality
3: it's higher quality actually
2: Uh, you're right because
3: it's frozen at the peak of freshness it just like it doesn't taste as good like it doesn't taste is good like if you like thaw it out it won't be good
2: no no but if you're just if you're just like blending it up your liquid yeah just like blend it
3: or like cook it
2: uh because
3: it'll go bad it always goes bad otherwise
2: yeah yeah
3: the one thing i always get is like kale and spinach for like
2: salads salads yeah um i do like in the summer i do like to get real tomatoes and um zucchini and eggplants but uh nine months out of the year Canned tomatoes all the way. Yeah. Alrighty. What is your craziest or your saddest?
3: My saddest was um, the rituals, the moon rituals for powerful energetic shifts. Because, like, let's be real. No one is going to do this. Like, no single human being who reads Goop is going to look at this. And do it. It that person does not exist, and the, they know it does. That person doesn't exist. And my guess is there are like five people who even clicked this and read it.
2: I yeah, I totally think that it's single digits. The people that read yeah. this article, two of them yeah. are us because yeah. it's our job.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, because we know we definitely you know we've lived in LA. We know some people who are into moon rituals and all this stuff
3: sure 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 but no one is like learning about it on goop
2: no and and what sort of adds insult to injury and this was both sad and crazy to me but like goop used to have all of the fun little icons for you know speculative but promising or ancient modality you know supported by science and they just don't do that anymore so then when i see one of them it's like what what era are we from why are you just like half-heartedly do- so this is rituals and spiritual practices and that's like a
3: new one i've never like they don't do that usually
2: why did they switch it from ancient modalities like what's the difference i don't get it used to be because ancient modalities i
3: think is like stuff you're supposed to eat and this is just like a ritual
2: okay it's it's like either fucking have a category for everything or don't use these things because and then the ritual themselves you'd think like a moon ritual. Oh, I'm, you know, dancing naked around a fire. I'm like, screaming and yelling and and chanting. Yeah, this thing is so depressing. It's literally just drinking water slowly out of a bowl.
3: I guess it's easy.
2: I mean, it's easy. Yeah. I mean, it would be annoying because so there's there's two different rituals. There's one for a new moon and there's one for a full moon. And the only I don't difference
3: know. I, I have do not know what a new moon is.
2: A new moon is just, I think, it's like when you don't see the moon. It's like no moon. The opposite what? of it. it's like, you know, when there's no moon.
3: I've never when is there no moon?
2: During every month. There's like a few days where you don't see the moon.
3: Wait, really? <laughs>
2: it's like a cycle so like there's a full moon and then it i guess smaller, i just
3: never realized it it just like fully you just straight up don't see it
2: i mean i guess you don't notice it if it's not there
3: i guess i guess so uh
2: but yeah that's called a new moon so um next oh, yeah, time july
3: 17th is going to be the new moon
2: so go outside look for a moon you won't be able to you find won't it. See it and then what you do is you Okay, you enter into your space, you light a candle or burn incense, blah, blah, blah. Then this is the fucking ritual. You're dipping, dip your finger into a dish of water, the which is representing the new moon. Then drink the water from your dipped finger, aiming for just one drop at a time into your mouth. It says it's incredibly slow. And that's the whole point. So you're just sitting there with the fucking bowl of water. This is all, this is, sorry, this is an eating disorder too you're like, "Oh, what are you having for dinner tonight?" "Oh, sorry, it's a new moon ritual. I'm going to slowly dip my finger in a bowl of water and and suck on it for 3 hours. That's dinner."
3: Yeah, that's deeply sick. Um I'm not doing that.
2: No. And no. then you don't write anything down, you don't speak. Just drink one drop at a time until the bowl is empty. This would take hours.
3: I mean, and how th- small is the bowl?
2: I mean, I would it would yeah, maybe it's like a little ramekin
3: yeah maybe it's like a very small bowl
2: and then the full moon is just the same thing except you're able you're they let you use a spoon so you can just sip the water that's even
3: worse i think drinking water with a spoon is more is like worse than licking it off your fingers
2: at least it'll go a little faster
3: i guess but it would just be like every time you i just that sounds like something you would do as like a little child like pretending you made soup yeah (laughs) that's just not something that i want to do
2: what i would do instead is i would just get a bowl of ice cubes and then chew them because i love chewing ice cubes
3: yeah i don't think that's the ritual though i would just not do any of it uh
2: yeah no i'm there's no way i mean this has to be a prank i've never heard i've heard of lots of fucking rituals i've never heard of anything that's just dipping your finger into water
3: well you dip your water into wine and put it on the plate the seder plate
2: oh yeah sure all right well th- this was all created i'm not by... doing it
3: i just think it's sad it's just like why even include it it's just filler
2: it's just filler i mean why are they even continuing doing these newsletters? All they want to do is just sell vibrators. So like, they should
3: just become a vibrator store and just sh- close up shop.
2: Yeah, like who? Why? Why even write these fucking articles? Like, it's 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 over. <laughs> they just need to become Gwyneth's vibrator shop, ye old vibrator shop. I agree. And just leave it at that, and because that's that's how they're making money. Obviously, that's what they are interested in, and. And let us let us live our lives and And let us go. We're sick of this, you
3: bitches. We don't want to do this anymore. Okay, what is your saddest? Or that
2: is my saddest. We had the exact same one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same
3: reasons, or just because?
2: Yeah, absolutely same reasons. uh, The um, just insulting us by including those old uh, categories from the glory days of Goop when they're putting no effort into it. And then just the ritual itself, which is just like, you're just sitting at home on your couch, fucking dipping your finger in a bowl of water. And that's the ritual. I mean, it's just the most pathetic, heart-wrenching thing I've ever heard in my life.
3: I agree. I could not possibly agree more. Um.
2: All right. What would you okay. try?
3: I would try. Okay. So last night when I went on my search for this, like, okay, new sunscreen. And I was like, you know, now I drink premier protein. I don't buy, I don't spend $80 on sunscreen anymore. Blah, 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 blah. I got, I found this sunscreen that is like, I was like, what's the best like cheap sunscreen or whatever. I was Googling it. And there's this one by NYX, which is this brand that I'm like a little bit afraid of. It's like a makeup brand. I have stuff that they, I have a jumbo eyeliner that they made oh, well. Um, and they have this very highly rated primer and sunscreen mixed together, which is what that um like expensive thing was like it's the same thing um the the one that i almost bought that the washington dc mom woman made but it's not it's obviously like way cheaper so i'm like okay i i'm moving past my problems where i'm like afraid of everything and i use chemicals and eat Every non-GMO and whatever, I'm a little bit. Scared. I'm still something about getting like a NYX sunscreen and primer. I'm like, is the sunscreen gonna work? Is this going to kill me? <laughs> I know it's not, but and I and I've used I use drugstore stuff all the time. I think drugstore products are the same. I'm gonna start using them all the time, just like everything else is going. You know, I'm is going downhill for me. <laughs> And I'm going to try it. Maybe in addition to the Ralph's brand goop, super goop tube.
2: Yeah. I mean, I use for sunscreen. I think the SPF is really the only thing that really matters. So, like, and if you're using it every day, it's just too expensive to get the fancy stuff. So, I'll get slightly more fancy for my face, but I'm not spending more than.
3: There's just something about this brand that makes me i don't i can't really explain what it is it's like nyx it's like wet and wild and i've just i've used i guess it must be them that they've just been really bad before and i'm just scared Mm. it's gonna like make it's gonna like fuck my face up like make me break out or something
2: oh yeah yeah yeah
3: we'll find out i'll report back i'm gonna get it and i'll report back to everybody
2: and what's the price point on it
3: It was like 25 bucks which is like more expensive than a lot of the other ones but but... it's a primer and sunscreen which is i like that
2: yeah uh all right i would try i mean the only other they they gave us some more old caitlin recipes so i guess i'll the one that i do sort of want to try is um because i do love eggplant i love like making eggplant sandwiches in the summertime. This one it's just called roasted eggplant salad and it uses a shit ton of olive oil. Like more it's a god it's like too much olive oil.
3: Don't make it. Or make um,
2: it. I probably shouldn't make it. I want yeah, anyway, it's like uh you're doing a marinade with spices, garlic, preserved this yeah, this is from 2018, so it was like preserved lemon was the talk of the town.
3: Alison Roman.
2: It's yeah. Alison Roman. The, the one thing I do not share with Alison Roman as far as palette is her, her love for either preserved lemon or for like whole chopped up lemons. It's just too much. I for think me. it
3: looks good. And she was really smart. Um, she like knew what to do, like in her time, which was just like, have something that would look really good on Instagram and like big lemons and everything looks like interesting and delicious, but yeah, it's like kind of bitter if you get that peel. Um,
2: but I do want to do, I, I, I probably won't make this recipe, but I do want to do like just marinate a ton of eggplants and then every day. In the summer for lunch i just want to have like some ezekiel bread open-faced sandwich ezekiel toast with some beautiful fresh tomatoes some marinated eggplant maybe a little burrata or fresh mozzarella some basil and that's that's my lunch every day
3: that sounds really good because
2: i'm doing less meat i mean ton of olive oil not probably oh well i'll figure it out you'll be fine uh, and then I'll just make turkey sandwiches for John cuz he likes turkey but I I OD on turkey I don't like I I can do it like once a week but more than that turkey sandwiches it just sad. it just makes me sad
3: I have a turkey sandwich for lunch probably
4: twice a week hmm.
2: Do you ever do um tuna cuz tuna even like the big Costco size cans as long as they don't have oil in them it's like 150 calories for like I do thing. tuna
3: Brian i am I eat the tuna packs like the like oh, those packs, yeah. tuna packs. And I have cans of tuna. I do tuna.
2: I like I think I like tuna better than turkey. But the problem with tuna is you do jazz it up with either olive oil or some sort of mayonnaise or something. So it's yeah, it gets a little more. Well, you just warm.
3: measure out what you're you just measure. Yeah, out.
2: yeah. Okay. Um What would you buy?
3: I guess I would buy this is also <laughs> I got this is not even on the thing. All right. I'll just say a goop thing that I'll buy. I'm going to buy the sleep milk. I know I just said that I'm going all drugstore and everything, but they have been pushing that ex- dark spot exfoliating sleep milk so hard. And I'm starting to think maybe there's something to it.
2: Um, My mom can't live without it now.
3: Oh, she loves it.
2: She loves it. And she is not a big goop person she's been unimpressed with some of their products but yeah, she got she that hated one the
3: juice beauties
2: she it. yeah all that juice beauty stuff she hated, it but she uh she loves the sleep milk yeah
3: okay good to know
2: i tried it once when i was at our house and it is very i mean like a lot of those goop products it really is um intense it really like fries your skin yeah because i love the you know the instant glow microdermabrasion stuff that That i I do it only that's the best
3: line that's why i would try it that line is actually worth it not everything on goop is worth it but all of that like the goop glow stuff is pretty much all good
2: yeah no uh and i would buy so i before i went to my hematologist yesterday the day before i had an appointment with my dermatologist to do my sort of you know annual checkup blah 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 everything's good no suspicious moles but um I do have these that's so gross to talk about i have like oily skin so i have these like little oil deposits on like my temples and my forehead Mm -hmm. that they gave me retin-a but it's they're not getting much worse but they're not getting any better anyway it's not that bad now but i'm just like worried that as I grow older, they're just going to get, like, bigger and, like, go all over my face. And then eventually I'll just be, like, the elephant man.
3: Covered in, like, skin tags.
2: Yeah. Are they skin so, tags? No, it's it, they're literally oil deposits that okay. just are in your skin. And so they they look like... I mean, you have to look really up close, but they're sort of... They're, like, they're a little elevated, sort of like a mini... Not really a skin tag, but more like a tiny little wart or something. I don't know.
3: Okay.
2: Um. And... My dermatologist is like great and she was like oh yeah we can totally like sand those down and flatten them out for you but it's you know it's cosmetic so i'd have to pay for it
3: pay for it yeah. so i said
2: you know what i'll say no right now but maybe for the future depending on if they get worse yeah,
3: bookmark it
2: but then it goop has again this is probably more expensive than the dermatologist treatment gene <laughs> recommends this lima laser thing for twenty seven hundred dollars and, oh, that's
3: definitely going to be more expensive than the dermatologist. Yeah,
2: but you can use it for the rest of your life. It's, oh, yeah. This next level near-infrared laser delivers real and pretty incredible results for wrinkles, firmness, and more at home. So I don't actually know if this would even work for these oil deposits. Um, It works on almost all skin types and tones and on a face and body with no pain or downtime. Just use it in the area you'd like to treat for as little as three minutes a day. And in 12 weeks with a daily routine, prepare to be amazed. By the change. And even if Jean is allegedly not very personable at certain restaurants, she does know what she's talking about when it comes to beauty products.
3: She definitely, well, she knows how to sell them.
2: She knows how to sell them. Yeah. So she probably yeah, just got sent one of these for free and,
3: and just the magic.
2: Play action. Anyway. Anyway. Um, okay. But yeah, the lady said she could flatten those things. I do also have a skin tag. Which she said she can get rid of, but I opted out on everything. I'm just going to be oh natural, and if I become the hunchback of Notre Dame, so be it.
3: I think you'll be okay.
2: I'm Eric Stoltz from Mask. <laughs> I'll cross that bridge when I get to it.
3: You'll be fine.
2: Uh.
3: Um. My computer is like at one percent.
2: Okay, so let's um first quickly let's thank our newest Patreon subscriber, Roshin um thanks for joining and with that we will bid you adieu
3: thank you for joining and uh yeah we'll talk to you next week
2: all right bye